When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. My name is Cody Bradley. Thad Bell, Robert Russert are here, and we've got David in the chat. He's sick, apparently, still gonna have a he doesn't have the voice to hang out with us today, so we're trying David in the chat. He's kind of excited about this new character he's been working on. Uh, gentlemen, welcome. How are you guys doing? I'm still, I'm, I'm very flustered right now. If you can't tell, I, I walked my dog, uh, my evening walk with the dog and she got attacked and I had to fight off. I punched a dog today and it like, I missed and it got my forearm and I'm, I'm, I'm still all antsy. I'm like, I'm riled up. So you got, you might need to reel me in a bit today. I might need you guys to, to carry the conversation. I'm flustered. My thoughts aren't straight. Uh, it's been, it's been an ordeal. How big of a dog did you try to punch? It was a. It was not a like a dog you would. I didn't walk across the street because it looked like a dog you could walk past with your dog without anything happening. Uh, but it, yeah, I mean it was big old big like black lab. I had I had to pick him up and throw him, and then he came came at me, and I I swung so hard, man. I I as a redhead, don't mess with redheads. Like if if. If you get on the wrong side of a redhead, they'll just they turn very quickly, and you're trying to say we should treat you gingerly. I lo- <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, so was the owner present of this other dog? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh okay. It, it was. Right. I stood there. It was. I was screaming at them. That's what made most of this. Oh, yeah, that. What do you? I, I have a question though. Did you treat this dog like Melia did a Roldan? It was. Uh, yeah, I did. I. Might have laid him down softer than Melia did, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, no, I, I love dogs. It, I would never in my life imagine hurting a dog, but oh my God, you come after me and mine. It's it's on. I, I see red blood. Well, I had the opposite. My dog attacked another dog, which is incredibly out of character. Cost yeah. me 600 bucks. Oof. Yeah. Well, well, at least you're, the dog is still around. That can be an issue if that... If if it attacks the wrong person or the wrong dog, then right. uh, the worst can happen there. I told yeah, them that they were lucky. I I acknowledged that situation. I told them they're lucky that this happened to me and not someone else. As as David in the chat just mentioned, stop admitting to crimes on air. <laughs> I I was being attacked. I was, there's no crime. I was literally being attacked. I defended myself. Okay. Anyway, we should probably talk reluctantly talk about soccer. David in the chat wants to talk about the LAFC game first. Should that be our segment one while Woo-hoo! we just <laughs> yeah, yes. while we avoid, avoid. <laughs> while we avoid talking about the more recent four to nothing loss in STL? Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about let's talk about the LAFC game. We wanted, or at least we can talk macro about the week, right? Uh, we talked about them needing or us wanting four points. From these three games, 
It started off great, looked great on Wednesday, uh, surviving with a point in L.A., but uh, no, didn't did not go well. Robert, what did they do right? Why? How did they pull out a point in L.A.? <laughs> you would call me, wouldn't you? <laughs> I was going to talk about the goalkeeper, which which you know I know you were certainly frustrated with, but uh, no, not I the mean best they were game active. For keepers. <laughs> they were active uh, off of the ball. They were active defensively. Um, they just played as a team. You know that's that's what it was. Come uh, you know Wednesday night. And uh, as David wants us to mention, some important player on L.A., possibly the league MVP this year, said that we were the best soccer team he's seen as far as the uh, you know actual soccer goes. So, you know, that's something, right? That was a great way to wake up the next morning. I'm, I woke up, read that, and I'm like, we're, we're winning MLS Cup. We're going to beat St. Louis <laughs> 4 to nothing this weekend, and we're going to win MLS Cup. Ugh. Thad, so you, you actually of? thought 4 to nothing? Is that right? They, they played <laughs> a reverse card on you. I had people at my house... Oh, we're, I got out the projector. We were grilling out, watching the current. I had people over. said, this is going to be a lot of fun. Turned to my friend next to me, and I said, four to one, Polito Hattie. And uh, and no, no. So, yeah, I was very confident. I believed it entirely. I, I felt <laughs> like we were going to stomp them. But then I remembered the soccer gods just don't let us have anything nice. We're paying for being a small market team that was really good for 10 years and we're just paying for it all in the span of two years right now. The sins of the past. Yes. Uh, Thad, can you say something good about the LAFC game? I will echo Robert in that they played like a team, but they played like a team that wanted to win that didn't want. And they're playing like a team that wanted to prove something. Um, you're coming. You so guys they, are coming pretty hard with the cliches here, but I'll allow it because I do. I, I I feel it too. What you guys? Well, saw. It, sometimes cliches are accurate. Yeah. I mean, I hate cliches for the most part too. I hate that you pointed me out for that. Um, <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I'm here for. But maybe I deserved it after saying about how we should treat you gingerly. Right. Um, <laughs> no, the the fact that L.A. is so good going forward, and there was a barrage in all of those chances. They absolutely did. Like there, there was a, a team banding together there, grinding it out to secure a result. It's a cliche, but it it was real. It happened. And they they jumped out and was the better team for a good chunk of that. A good chunk of that, definitely. Uh, L.A. had to make changes to be the better team at at a later point where they had to struggle to defend, but they and they kept it up. And again, David from the chat wants us to say, should McIntosh have saved uh, Bawanga's goal in L.A.? He also corrected me on the small market thing. I said that knowing it was going to gonna make him mad, and I'm used to him being here to respond to it in person. I forgot he was David in the chat, though. Yes, Triggering. Not a small, it triggered him with the small market team. Uh, yeah, McIntosh should have saved. If, if you, you would have saved it if you were a tree by standing still, then you should have saved it. Both keepers should have saved it. It went directly under both of them. That unfortunately we saw a bit of that uh, Saturday night. Yeah, which is the reason he was the third goalkeeper. Yeah, honestly, people were, in spite of the error in that in the LAFC game. I know he had a few good saves after that, but people were oh, very sure. quick to crown him the number two over Pulse Camp, just from yeah. from a few of those plays. I, I I was kind of confused about that, but. Uh, and what, where, where was Pulse Camp? For those on the who bench. don't know, yeah, just on the bench. Why? Yeah, don't know why. Don't I mean? 
Peter said that they're both good, you know, and they both need time and stuff like that. But he's usually not a both kind of need time kind of guy. He's a I go with the player that's going to get me the win guy. So maybe Pulse Camp's struggled a little bit and he's went with Kendall. Kendall is a good goalie. He's not yeah. a MLS starting goalie all the time. I mean, he's not the first. He's not a number one goalie. He's a great guy to have on the bench. Yes. Okay. I think we've squeaked everything out of the LAFC win that we can. Draw. Win. I'm calling it a win. <laughs> what, win for the soul. A win that was worth one point. Uh, so before we get into referee excuses for LA, for the uh, St. Louis game, let's get into the excuse about the busy schedule, about how the LFC, ALA, wow, <clears throat> how the LAFC game maybe impacted the St. Louis game because everyone else in MLS played midweek, but just fancying the schedule, it seemed like MLS had a uh, had a team that they wanted to win this game. So I'm I'm gonna take the salty fan route. I'm gonna be that fan this whole podcast. I'm gonna blame the refs. I'm I'm not I'm I'm salty about this in a very real way. So did the midweek game impact this impact this game, Robert? Well, first of all, there were three teams that did not play Wednesday, not just St. Louis. But anyway, um, yeah, definitely. It was I mean, not worth the correction. I know it wasn't every team, almost every team. <laughs> they they don't have enough refs, and that was proved Saturday. <laughs> oh, but no, yeah, fire. it did, it did. But you know. I don't know what you want to get into, Cody, now, but I don't understand starting Leibold. I really don't. Um, I know it was rotation was part of the thought, but why do you throw a guy in who hasn't played for a while in this game? I don't understand that at all. Um, I don't really understand starting Gotti because he's just not the type of player who's going to play against a, a known a physical side St. Louis team. He's not going to be as effective. Um, I don't get that. So... You were saying I don't, need, I don't even get starting Macintosh to be honest with you. You were saying start Eric Tommy over uh, over Gotti for this game before. Well, you know St. Louis is a physical team, and you know Gotti he doesn't really he's not he doesn't thrive in that environment. You know that's something more that Eric Tommy can handle than than Gotti Kinda can, and Eric Tommy can dish it out. Yeah. Gotti can try to dish it out, but you saw the tech they did was late, etc. But uh, I just think Eric Tommy fits that situation a lot better than Gotti. And I would have rather started Tommy and then brought on Gotti later when, you know, maybe St. Louis is a little tired and maybe, you know, he could have done some good then. But, that's, you know, hindsight's, hindsight is twenty twenty. So. Yeah, that's what I was going to say there. That That's fair. But I, it just seems like you got to start Gotti. Like, he's finally back. He scored a goal. Like, you got you to gotta start him in that game. And I think every, for all the reasons you said, I think that's why the sub was made fairly quickly it was it was at halftime right yeah yeah uh so yeah I, I all of that is correct i just i think going into it i mean you gotta, you gotta start Gotti there right yeah you don't have to i mean i understand why you're saying that and in, in most games you would say yes and peter tends to always go and say that you want to impose your will you want to like make the other team play to you but in this case you're going on the road after a midweek game, maybe you should have adapted your tactics a little bit more to preventing St. Louis from being their best team and then try to knock them out at the end. So maybe they should not have started Gotti. Maybe they should have 
plan to sit back more instead of doing the possession. Maybe they should have uh, even started Roger in one of those roles and so that it would have been more physical and more combative. And then later in the game, putting Gotti and go for a speed run. What about Robert's point about Leibold? I'm less bothered by Leibold because I don't know that he was... I don't know that he was a, a problem being there, so I don't. Maybe he was, and I didn't. I've watching the game live from where I was at is a very different thing than watching it from higher. Or I've watched part of it back on uh, on streaming, but I didn't see Leibold being a problem. Well, see Leibold, you know, he's better than uh, Logan is in the final third, and that's what he has over in Den Bay right now. But did you notice how much better? more physical, better we were to move the ball up from our own third uh, with Ndenbe um, as well. So I just thought Ndenbe actually was one of the shining lights in the second half, and I would have liked to see him from the get-go and maybe, you know, again, sub, uh, maybe libeled later in the match if, if we needed to. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that's that's the wrong idea. I just don't know that it would have made a ton of difference because right, right. The, the way the game state went with them getting early goals and – not caring to possess the ball in the first place. That's, I don't know what it would have changed. Right. How about those? We know Logan, we know Logan likes the physical though, too. <laughs> Lo, nobody, I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. Nobody gets fouled like Logan and Denbe. Every single time <laughs> the guy just gets, it's, he's either getting smacked in the back of the head for no reason. He's getting a red card tackle that doesn't even get called a foul. Oh, yeah. God, this game, man. This game. I was going back to your guys' interview with Logan when uh, last season when he said he really likes the physical play of MLS, likes, likes getting stuck in. <laughs> yes, maybe let's, uh, let's go back and find that clip and then put it right next to him getting fouled over and over and over again. <laughs> that is a great video waiting to happen there. I like there that. There you go. I'm going to work on that. Thad, we got a new we – got, we got some help in the video department, right? Huh? Te- we can we, tease – We do. Yeah. You didn't invite her. Her. Huh? There's a little tease. We have we have someone new coming on to help us with some video content. We're pretty excited about that. Uh, so, yeah, video content should be should be coming. Um, the foul, the non-foul on Logan and Denbe right there. I don't want to. Of course, I don't want to be someone that complains about the refs. That's never a good but, look. But. But. This game was terribly called. It was object- objectively a bad, a poorly called game. And here, let's play. Let's play Vermees's audio here. He goes through. Vermees obviously is always going to be a little salty. He doesn't hold back with the referees, uh, and he kind of puts he puts he gives the referees the first three goals. So if you're wonder if you're like me wondering how we lost four to nothing to this team that is not that much better than us, uh, Ver- Vermees explains it by the referees here for the first three goals. We already reviewed the penalty kick. First off, they 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 won the game. I'll give them kudos to that. They won the game. Not a penalty kick. I watched it. Uh, Rado actually steps on the ball. Steps on the ball. So I, I can't understand why it's not reviewed. So that's the first piece. The second touch. one is got to get absolutely killed at his knee high. It's a foul. Goes right to goal. How that's not reviewed, I don't know. On the third goal, player's offsides position comes on sides. They say it didn't impact the play. I don't know how you don't impact the play when you're offsides. 
then go on sides, and then you're the guy who scores. It doesn't make sense to me. And so, um, unfortunately, there was tackles in the game that I think were over the top. On, in Dembe, there was one. There was just a lot of different things that occurred, and I think that, uh, um, unfortunately, they, they, had an, they had an impact on the game. Um, again, they, they played with a lot of energy, a lot of intensity. It's great. But at the same time, you, you, you don't you don't get you shouldn't get those fouls to, to, to uh, you know get you the, the advantage in those situations and, and, and they did. So I know a lot of the calls are ones you know maybe short of the red of the of the one that should have been a foul or could have been a red card and wasn't even called a foul. That one is just absurd. But a lot of these other ones were. You know, you could make an argument that you like to do that. You could, you can formulate an argument for the other side and maybe see how they how they did it like that. But it just seemed like on every single question, where it could go both ways, it just went St. Louis's way every single time. Like on on so many of those plays after the after the PK at the start, it seemed like the ref turned it into. Well, as long as you get the ball, it doesn't matter if you get the man. And that's kind of what happened on the on the second goal where it went to Gotti. It's like, okay, the guy got some of the ball, but he got a lot of the man. So, you, yeah, that's one of those you can make the argument like, all right, yeah, at one time in this sport, that would never be a foul. These days, most refs call it a foul. So it's like you can make the argument there, but then what makes it objectively bad was that the argument you make to justify that not being a foul is why the PK shouldn't have been a PK. And so beyond that, and then, yeah, when you mix in the, the foul, that sh- the non-foul that could have been a red card, it was just, it was objectively objectively bad. The third goal Vermees talked about, I don't recall, I might have just clicked off the game already, checked out from really paying attention, but I don't recall this the offside situation. Is that something you looked at during the game, Thad? All right, probably not you because you were not at a good vantage point, but... Uh, yeah, I didn't see it during the game. That's for dang sure. Uh, I watched it a little while ago, and actually I don't think it's a problem because the way the ball came and actually came off of a sporting player to him who he was coming back onside at that point. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that's actually a, a bad call in that particular case. And I did a little more looking at the penalty, and initially I, my initial thought of it wasn't a penalty. Bad. The replay that Be I careful. could see that night wasn't a penalty. But I finally found uh, Fox Soccer Twitter had a bunch of different angles. And I go, okay, the very last angle, I can see where maybe it could be called. And it's just that. Okay, but like- so that's that's fine. But that's one angle where you're ignoring all the others where it, it looks the other way. I, I understand. But it's also the, the angle that uh, is the reverse angle, like from behind, which is where the ref would have been seeing it okay. from. And his foot come. It looks like his foot may have come in and contacted this the St. Louis player's foot at the same time, knocking it out of the way as he went to go touch on the ball. Okay, I, I maybe. So thank you for letting me make this point though. Like from the referee's vantage point. Okay, you can see how the referee got it wrong. This is the year 2023, and there is something called VAR, and that there's people that look at it and could show him those other angles and that's so that's what i mean i I'm, i want to make hammer home the point of like there's complaining about referees and then there's just things like objectively wrong that they did like inexcusable that that is not looked at again 
It's a PK right at the start of the game, going to change everything. How do you not, how does you not tell him to go look at that? It's, that was just, that was bad. The VAR has to think that it's clear and obviously wrong. If he can see one angle that it looks like the ref made the right call, the ref made the right call. I don't think he made the right call. I'm not saying that. I'm just seeing, saying that it's from an angle. I can see where it could have been made. I, okay. Yeah. It, it wasn't a penalty, but let me ask this question. What if he doesn't call it a penalty and VAR reviews it? Are they going to call him over to look at no. it again? I don't think so either. Right. Yeah. But but that's the, that's the whole issue with VAR is it has to be clear and obvious to change something. Right. So right, but uh, I think it's not it's not it's that it wasn't a touch on the ball. It was the guy put the middle of his foot on the top of the ball like it, it like it, it was just more of a tap on there. It wasn't that, like he stopped the ball in hockey style. I know, but that to me <laughs> is like. Yes, that's the that's the there is a clear and obvious thing that he did not see and he needs to look at this again. Now, I'm going to disagree with Vermees on the second goal. Um, I reversed it on Apple TV about seven or eight times and looked at it, looked at it, looked at it. The foul on Gotti that, you know, supposedly was there. I agree that it was clean with the announcers. The ball was between Gotti's legs uh, when the ball was struck, the ball was touched. I don't think that it was a foul on Gotti at all. Well, I disagree with obviously the extreme characterization that he gave it. He said he was like absolutely taken out at the knees or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that's true. But again, that's one of those. There's a what twenty five percent of referees, fifty percent of referees in the world are gonna call that still. Like yes, there's uh, twenty years ago, never in the world is that a is that a foul. It's he got the ball, great tackle, good strong tackle. But now nowadays there's there's an argument there. And the only reason I have a problem with it is because the logic you make to justify it means that the PK shouldn't have been a PK. So the reason I'm so frustrated by it is because they they just he changed the it, obviously he's not being consistent. He changed the way he was calling it. Like if we're if we're calling it a PK because he also got the man as he was as he was touching the ball, then this on Gotti is a clear foul as well. Because he got less of the ball and more of the man, so I have no problem with it not being called a foul, other than the fact that the that it was called a foul before that. For less. For less. Right. Penso, I, I I've not done research to back this up, so I'm just speaking out my off the top of my head. Um, Penso has always felt like he's been very hit or miss. Like sometimes he's pretty decent, but sometimes he's just very, very bad. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, I remember watching this thinking like, this is not one of the referees I'm bracing for <laughs> when we start one of these games, like to be horrible. But, and, and honestly, I thought he was out of the referee pool at one point because I saw him refereeing uh major arena soccer league. And I figured oh, really? if he was like, if he's down refing indoor soccer, yeah, he's he's refed MASL games for the Comets, wow. and I'm like, I can't believe that guy's back in the league. But I, all I can think of is with the Apple deal of having almost every MLS team playing at the same time, yeah. and NWSL teams playing at that same time, and USL teams playing at that same time. The referees who may have dropped down may have been pulled back up to bad ref those games. I don't. I haven't heard this discussed yet. That is a that's a valid, solid logic there. 
that the quality of some referees might have gone down or they may have had to call up more referees that they wouldn't have last year. And, and that's the, that's going to be a problem everywhere in the world, but it's a problem here is that as all these teams expand, as these leagues expand, and with the specific problem of Apple pushing all the games to be on the same night, which in some cases is great, in some cases sucks. I've seen actually less MLS games now, it feels like. I, I don't watch anything. It sucks. I hate this. I hate it. That's one thing I do see them uh, loosening next year. Gotta ha- Gotta give us a Friday night game. We need the Friday night MLS back. A Friday night game, a couple Sunday games. A couple Sundays. Stagger them on Saturday. Give us at least two shifts. NFL does shifts. NFL do, yes, but it's yeah, I know. Okay, that's fair. But if I'm going to the if I'm going to the sporting game, I'm missing everything. Yeah. Other than the game, the one game I'm going to. If I'm at home, I'm probably doing the recap, so I'm more focused on just that game and not seeing the game after it. So they they should mimic NFL here to some extent. You've got your main day, and then you split the big chunk into two different time slots, and then you've got a the money maker that you put at at the end of the night in prime time. And hey, if a team's gonna play Wednesday night, they should play Sunday, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and you should not have rivalry games when one team's played three and six days, seven days, and the other team hasn't. That's what I mean. MLS, it was clear MLS had a had a favorite here. It was everything Bullshit. just was, everything was set up Get all nice and convenient. Get out of here. Come on. All nice and convenient for the, the big first game against the rivalry at home, nice and rested against a team that wasn't. Uh, well, Let's gosh. just make the MLS the original team. They'll figure it out. Let's make them go there. They'll figure it out. If, if there is any truth to that, which I'm not saying there is, but if there is any, it's going to be giving the expansion team the the benefit of the doubt, not necessarily because it's St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I know nobody actually likes St. Louis. It's just yes, they're gonna they're gonna help out the expansion team for sure. Uh, actually, David in the chat brought this up, and I was this is something I was wanting to mention. Uh, Pinso was awestruck by the atmosphere, yeah. like refs who go to. Cameron Indoor, I don't know what the hell that is, or Allen Fieldhouse. I don't know. Like, they play field hockey there? Um, <laughs> you don't know. Hold on. Hold on. Either one of those. I can't tell if he's doing a bit. You have to know Allen Fieldhouse. I'm a, yes, I'm a, I know Allen Fieldhouse. Okay. I've been in Allen Fieldhouse. But Cameron Indoor, that's a new one to you? This is where Duke plays basketball. Okay. Dude, yeah. Dude, why would you say where Duke plays? I man? didn't know I that know either. I don't know the name of their arena. <laughs> what the hell is it called Cameron Indoor for? I, All I know is that's Cam Cameron? Duke, man. <laughs> A great SKC2 player. All right, yeah. So, I mean, I was going to say this earlier. I don't know if Penso did his homework. I'm a referee. I'm going to do my homework on each team, see what their tendencies are, you know, see, you know, and then decide ahead of time, this is how I need to be calling this game most likely. And, of course, adjust in-game according to that. But I don't know if Penso did his homework or not, but the moment was too big for him, just like it was for Sporting Kansas City. The moment was too big. Um, okay, I don't want to linger on that too terribly long. Um, so, so let's. What have we learned? He's a bad referee. He got caught up in the moment. Got caught up in the crowd. Got caught up, and maybe he uh, he maybe already hates sporting from being yelled at by PV a thousand times in the previous game, not even over his lifetime. And potentially, uh, I, I heard another person say that 
he was also irritated with sporting because Gotti yelled at him early in the game for not calling a foul on the tackle. I don't know which one, if that was the one, but. Interesting. So he did call 18 fouls on St. Louis and nine on us. And how many yellow cards? Two to one. Yeah, not not for the 18 that got two, right? It was sporting got two, <laughs> right? So sporting oh, I agree got two with in, in, in the fewer amount of actual fouls, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the that's one a... and and the, and the the ones where people did get their clocks cleaned, like Johnny Russell getting hit in the head or Remy Voltaire getting hit in the head, were not fouls, or they were a foul, but they weren't a big foul. And another well, I thing... think Gotti's yellow should not have been a yellow, and uh, the foul on Ndenbe definitely should have been a yellow. Yeah, yeah. could the, have been a red. The, the the one foul on uh, Remy probably should have been a yellow. Hmm. Uh, because there was definitely arms up towards the head. Well, I wanted to see Johnny also. I wanted to see a quote unquote persistent infringement. Sometimes you'll see a referee. If a whole team is just hammering the other team, even if it's not one player, even if it's not on one player, sometimes a referee just gets a handle on a game. Like I've seen referee point around to fouls that other players on the team committed, but Every single foul was late and high, and it was just, yes, I know it's a rivalry game. You come in with intensity, and maybe Sporting didn't have that, but it just felt like we were being picked on the whole game. And my and, and that also stems from, yes, St. Louis was the better team, for sure. But it was also just one of those games where not just the calls, but it was every bounce – Every roll of the ball just seemed like it was not going our way. And it was just the world was against us. <laughs> I was I was a very cranky Cody on my back deck with company over at our house for that for this game. And yeah, I definitely well, checked out. A lot of people have said this and you know, the definitely relevance to it. That atmosphere, then we get the bad PK call against us. And, you know, it just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. And, and there's a lot to that, but it has a lot more to do with tactics, has a lot more to do with, you know, sporting, in my mind, not being mentally ready for what was they're going to be literally hit with. Um, so, yeah, it's snowballed for sure. As David in the chat mentioned, who would have expected a PV team to get out toughed? Quotation marks. Yeah. So it's a valid point. Robert, I know you're going towards the tactics. What would the tactics have been if you were coaching sporting? Well, it wasn't so much the tactics that sporting did. We'll start with the tactics of St. Louis City. Um, you know, you heard him talk about it in, in the broadcast. Uh, Leuven playing deeper. Vasily playing more as a second forward with Giochini. Uh, and those two occupying, you know, our, our center backs and our right back and their movement, Stroud's movement especially. Um, but in the midfield, you had Blom and um, um, Leuven, you know, winning that battle in there. Blom being the physical guy, you know, and again, we can debate about that all night. But, you know, that leaves a mental mark on you when you get hit like that, not just not just a physical mark. And we didn't handle it well. But going to touches, the way uh, tactically St. Louis was organized, obviously we had so many more touches, 751 to 475 for them. But here's the big deal. Leuven had 12% of St. Louis's touches. And going into this game, you have to know that he's the guy you need to focus on because he's everything that makes them run. 
So we did not do a good job on him. I would have done something different with that. And then Giottini and Vasily combined together got 15% of, of St. Louis's touches. Let's compare that to Polito got 6% of our touches. Tommy and Kinda together got 10% of our touches. And then Rodo, Rodoja, Rodoja, sorry, 6% of, 6 of our touches compared to, you know, Leuven's 12%. So even though we got a lot more touches, they weren't for the right people. So to put a bow on this, David in the chat would like to say that Pinso was one of the worst refs I've ever seen. We got to at least get that out there. That's David's <laughs> full take on this game. It's one of the worst refs I've ever seen. So what we keep... Yeah, David but David would throw in a lot more cuss words than that. So. For, yeah, <laughs> right. for those who don't remember, David joined this podcast. Like We invited him on to give us a fan perspective for a season preview. And so David is just our resident fan. Like He's allowed to come in here and say all of the crazy things for us that we're not and 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 be the the illogical fan that we're not allowed to be so are we going to repeat what he just said in the no. chat <laughs> i'll repeat it but but it's Pens all on david <laughs> david in the chat says penso is the Kyrie shelton of referees <laughs> david, david, david i i disagree because penso is not handsome like Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, never take that away from Kyrie. Always give credit for how for how handsome Kyrie is. David admitted I was right. Okay, um, so Thad, the second teams also played. They did, and they went about the tactics a wee bit differently than Sporting did. Instead of trying to possess it, they went. They tried to turn St. Louis's aggression on them and go a little more direct over the top. And it worked for the first half. They scored. They were up two nothing at half. Uh, and I turned it on, and started watching, and things went bad. But then why? Why did they do PKs? Well, what is going on there? Why was there? Why were there PKs at the end of it? Do you not MLS Next Pro? I'm, I'm doing a thing. Do you even need MLS Next Pro, bro? <laughs> no, I don't, and I hate the name. Explain it to me. <laughs> Explain it to me so I don't have to watch. They do that for. Uh, for all ties, they go to penalty kicks so that one team gets the extra point, kind of like the NHL does. With if you get past overtime, you get they do a shootout, and that team gets an extra point. So you can have uh, basically, if you go to overtime and lose, you get a point, and it's a draw, more or less. But the other team uh, wins, and they get the extra point, so they still get three points total. So combining what you just said, Thad, with the first team game so if we do play that study back and play more direct then Gotti kinda is the man to start that match right yeah or and which i don't even know i don't even know if that's the right guy to start the match but it's a guy to would maybe come in in the second half i think yeah uh, but i think that would play more into his role right but i also think it would have played into a, a roger being in that role for at least a half to also bang with those guys and he can also play a, a long ball out to somebody making the run yeah or, uh it would have also maybe been a good chance to have eric tommy on a wing because he's fast and can get to those balls so there's a lot of options you would have been able to have with the first team if you'd have done that style and it would have my my understanding from watching and then from talking to some other people when st louis has played poorly it's They've had their big star out, but they've also faced that setback and made them try to make the play. 
right. then they got countered. They're not good at making the play. They're not good at possession. So why go in and say, okay, we're at their house. Let's own the possession, which which Sporting did. If you look at the stats, if you don't look at goals, and I know I'm not defending this. We even a, out-expected goal them, didn't we? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. 1.6 to 1.5. Even with a penalty, they only had 1.5 expected goals. Sporting, with 17 shots, 7 on target, had a 1.6 expected goals. So Again, I'm not saying that that makes it a good performance, so don't get all pissed off at me, people listening to this. You can, I don't care, but that's not for that reason, at least. But it just shows that it was a completely different game. If you if they had set back in that game, and I don't really love that style, but sometimes that's what you need to do. If they had a set back and forced St. Louis to try to play, they're not that good at it. They would have turned they would have done the flip and they would have turned them over. They would have had some counters. And you could have played a little bit more defensively. When they were successful in LA, they weren't high possession team. They were for a little bit of it, but then they, they set back, defended, played there, made so- it everything compact. So if Kendall McIntosh was in goal for St. Louis and we had Kendall McIntosh in goal for us, it probably would have ended up like a 3-3 tie. <laughs> That's a little mean. What? <laughs> so I know a lot. I mean, Berkey of- was amazing. You, you got to give him that. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He he really was. And that's that's less of an uh, indication on Kendall as it is that Berkey was just damn good. Yeah. I know there were a lot of first-team players for SKC2 in this one. But also for St. Louis, what is a, how are these teams? How do you compare these teams? Benny Fellhaber's team and Peter Vermees's first team. What are the differences or comparisons? Benny will adjust the tactics a little bit more than Peter will. It's something a lot of still try to play a similar style and, and uh, all this other stuff, but uh, I talked to Benny after the game yesterday, and he basically said that they uh, were being more direct and they got away from it in the second half, and that's they, they kind of lost the plot a little bit on their own. And But it's also young players. You're supposed to give them a chance to learn and figure these things out and adjust. So David wants you to acknowledge the fine, Cody. What fine? For the dog bark. Oh, damn it. <laughs> yes, yes, that's a fine. She she's she's stressed. Too, I don't know that she right? can pay it though. She got she got attacked. <laughs> she gets a pass today. She got attacked. She's allowed to be on edge this evening. Uh, Thad, did I did I set you up properly? Did you have anything else you wanted? Did I set you up properly for what you were wanting to talk about? I know you you told me you had a thing there. Did you say did you say your full piece? Did I set you up properly? I don't know what I said now, man. Sorry. You I just letting them in. You told me you had uh, uh, some some comparisons between the first and second team. Well, I, th- I think I made those comparisons, okay. didn't I? Okay, I just wanted to make sure I got everything out there that you wanted. Okay, what else have we uh, have we not covered? Should we talk about the other bad team? Should we talk about Casey Current losing twice to Racing Louisville in <laughs> in like a actually week b- or- before we go to them? Can I go back for just a second? Yeah, yeah, please. The number of uh, Kansas City players on St. Louis on both the first team and the second team. Because you had Bartlett and Giacchini. I know Giacchini only lived here for like eight years. He, but and so he Isn't was Bartlett from Columbia, though. He was in the Sporting Academy. Okay. Claim him. And his brother is in the Sporting Academy and has actually played for SKC too. Claim. So there you go. So there's there's two KC players there, and they, I think that was actually more than 
more uh, KC players on St. Louis's first team playing that day than there was St. Louis players. Although they did bring in Klein, a Kansas City Comets draft pick. I like that they they tout you know local players as like look at where the soccer capital. Look at all these players that come out of here without having to acknowledge that they have to go somewhere else to do all of these things that they're doing. They had thank you, Cody. They thank had you, Ali Cody. Trost's uncle or whoever that is in their video. Where'd your Where'd your niece have to go to work in soccer? To the actual soccer capital of America. That's where that's where she had to go. Oh, okay. Can I bring up one more thing? It's related to the game, but all these stupid um, nicknames for the rivalry. Yeah. I don't like any of them so far. Me either. And while I was driving to St. Louis on Saturday, I was actually just trying to like brainstorm and think about this, right? And I remember, you know, the the Ohio one is the hell is real just because there's some billboard up there that recognizes Ohio is hell. So whatever, whatever city you're from in Ohio pretty much is hell. But I was driving across, and I was trying to think of something that would be unique between Kansas City and St. Louis that wasn't, you know, in adult places outside of Boonville or something like that, right? <laughs> nice. So the one thing that just kept reoccurring as I was driving, I kept seeing over and over and over, and I have my new name for this rivalry. Ooh, what do you got? The Dead Armadillo Derby. <laughs> the dead armadillo i thought you were gonna go so I'll, everything i keep thinking of is it ends up being about missouri and the team's not in missouri so like i, I would like the misery cup that would have been a good one but i i actually want us to settle on where both sides we get far enough beyond this where we acknowledge this how stupid the soccer capital of america thing is where we, where it's so you like, don't want the Capital Cup? You're that's where that? I'm going. I want it to be called the Capital Cup, where we, but where it's just kind of like a funny thing that we do, mm-hmm. and it's not where like both teams are seriously claiming to be the soccer capital of America. I, yeah, I, the Capital Cup. I think that's funny. I think next year, after some time has passed, <laughs> and it's not, and they're not as salty about a cease and desist. Uh, I think, I think that that's a Which funny. Which never thing. happened. It just seems like. It seems kind like of. one of those that would just come, uh, it would just almost happen organically. Like it's enough. You could call it that as a joke because it doesn't have a name. And then I think, you know what I mean? Like capital, the capital cup. I like it. I think it works. Two I'm teams, one cup. <laughs> well, okay. hey, I'm just going to say this and, you know, you guys can scowl at me if you want. But as far as all the MLS visiting stadiums I've been to, and maybe I'm slightly biased because I am from St. Louis, but that was the best away experience, way atmosphere. Um, the stadium, I like the double tiers. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty impressive. But where else have you been? I mean, if, if you count Chicago or or Colorado in there, you obviously, like, any team is going to be better than that. I've been to Galaxy Stadium, been to FC Dallas, been to Nashville, um, you know, so. But so far, that's that's the best. It, any expansion team with a new stadium that's right. all motivated exactly. is going to have the great atmosphere because right. they're they everybody is going to be fired up for that new stadium. Every new stadium is being built in a, in a great manner. I yeah. don't like all the. I actually don't like all the lights in there. I don't like that as much. Like all the different colored lights and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, it just makes for terrible pictures, quite honestly, because that's what I'm caring about. <laughs> we are all yeah. on team soccer in the U.S. I think we exactly. all understand that it is 
it's good for the game that there is another yep. city in this country that is getting behind a, a team that has a wonderful environment to create more soccer fans in that area. So that's all fine and dandy, but you're just not going to hear me give them much credit for it. Well, I'll be very interested to see how uh, things are at CMP when we play them here. Pro soccer everywhere but STL, as David says. <laughs> yeah, you got to make Relegate sure that you say it's David. No, see, this is what Dave, This is the real value of what David in the chat would be if he just gives us jokes, if he feeds us lines. <laughs> That's what I've been wanting. Thad, I always... Whenever we're like this, I always come up with a funny line that would be really funny if you said it, but I have no way of feeding it to you. This is what we need David for, to feed us lines in That's, the chat. There's a chat here, man. That's what it is for. Yeah, I know. Okay. And what makes you think I'm going to be funny at all? I'm pretty like deadpan. Well, so. that's why I'm trying to That's why I'm trying to help you. <laughs> no, you started you were on a roll today. You had two you had two good ones today to start. So well done. But, so I still going back to this whole rivalry thing and capital thing. I still love the fact that they say, "Oh, we were uh, America's first soccer city." Well, that means that you acknowledge you're not the one now. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's almost like the name itself is acknowledging that they're that Portland is Soccer passed. City USA. Like it acknowledges that by saying we're not the Soccer City anymore. We were at one point. Yeah, I don't, it's such a weird thing. But and before the game, they were very, very. And I know it's part of the rivalry. It was part of the hype, and I, I completely understand why they were doing all this. Before the game, at one point they were talking about the Mac uh, Herman Trophy winner, which is cool. That's the the Missouri Athletic, whatever the C stands for, is downtown cool. St. Louis, all that stuff. It's cool. But I was just thinking, none of them play in St. Louis. In fact, the the uh, Mac Herman Trophy winner for last year for the women plays in Kansas City. Michelle Cooper. The Lion's Den Derby. Is that a, that's like a roast beef place? No, that's, <laughs> Lion's Den is a adult superstore, I believe. Oh. What am I thinking of? <laughs> You're thinking I, of Lion's, Lion's Choice. Choice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got that one wrong. <laughs> okay. But no, that's funny because I was texting uh, my friend in St. Louis. I said, you know, I'm going to be a little later than I thought. I'm going to check out every cannabis and adult superstore from here, between here and St. Louis. She's like, oh, you won't arrive till like Sunday night then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You will never arrive. Not enough time yeah. in the day for that. Okay, any final thoughts here, gentlemen? How do we feel about Portland this weekend? Got to be a win, baby. Are you guys going? I'll be at the lake. I'm going to miss it. Memorial Day weekend. Lake weekend, baby. Oh, yeah, I forgot I about that. I plan on being there. I'll be there. Okay. Um, and Portland's also bad right now, right? We got a chance to win this one? No? They've been not great. All right, but well, we've beat the two best teams in uh, both conferences. So, oh wait, no, that's not true. In the Western Conference, we did. So we can beat anyone. We're throwing out the four to nothing loss. It doesn't count. It's just one out of three of the season series, and if, the refs gave it to them. If if it was a regular season where Sporting was at least middle of the pack, you would look at that game and say, yeah, it was a third game and a you know or fifth game in fourteen days. You'd look at that and go, yeah, okay, that that kind of sucked, and it would be like, right. So if you take a good run of results and you throw that game out, it, it hopefully they're still building momentum towards getting back to their normal form or good form. Throw it out. We'll see. We'll see. 
As far as like my arms Dave, will take it. Like David said, Portland's in eighth on 16 points, so they are in a playoff spot. St. Louis sucks. only, what, two game results out of a playoff spot, though, aren't they? <laughs> two points, really? Is that it? Not two game results. We're six two points results. back. Yeah. Six points, seven points. Um, okay. Are we going to go back to talking about current since I ruined that earlier? Yeah, sure. Give us a bit on the current. They lost. They lost to the same team twice in a week. <laughs> yes. Uh, didn't it? A uh, uh, rookie mistake kicked it off. Yeah. A uh, bad back pass from uh, Croy Soto, and uh, I should say a bad back pass, but too soft. And Demello from Louisville ran onto it and put it away. And the other one was just when they were pushing hard to get a equalizer, they got countered and. DeMello set up, can't remember the other Louisville player, Racing Louisville, but... How do we feel about the name Racing Louisville? I think I like it. Probably like it better than the current, quite honestly. Yeah. I'm already tired of the current. <laughs> Currently, and in the future. Not not like of the of them as a team, but literally just the name. I get the, you know, doing the whole branding thing with the new stadium and it's on the water, but the... The river means nothing to me as a Kansas Cityan. The river has no impact on daily life. It doesn't mean much to us as a city. Like, it's really dirty and gross. Like, it's not something I'm even proud of to look at. Uh, Agreed. I, I I see a branding, a rebranding within a decade there. Hey, it would have made for a good uh, Derby name, though, the River City Rumble. <laughs> Those three today, Thad. Well done. Because okay. well, it is both both cities have been have laid claim to being River City. So I did. I'd never heard that until that podcast had that name. That was the first time I'd ever heard River City. So stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> Sporting. Anything to shake this, but I'm 